This is the future of finance by Motive Labs. Hello, welcome to the future of finance, the Motive Labs podcast, where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology. This is Emma from Motive Partners, and today I have the huge privilege of being joined by Governor Karat Kalembatov, the governor of Astana International Financial Center. Good afternoon, Governor. It's great to have you here with us today. Good afternoon, Emma. Thank you very much for inviting me. The pleasure is ours. You have done a podcast with us before, and it was a big hit, so thank you. Hopefully we can repeat that. I want to start off by just doing a little refresher on you and your career to date. Give our listeners a bit of background. So I've spent last uh, 20 years in the public sector, mostly. So I used to work in the government of Kazakhstan. I was the Minister of Economy and Budget Planning, Minister of Economy and Trade, but also I work like a deputy prime minister, was responsible for Eurasian integration of Kazakhstan to create Eurasian Economic Union. From the other side, I was a governor of the Central Bank of Kazakhstan. So this is like a 360 degrees on terms of the fiscal and monetary policy and structural reforms. From the other side, uh, I used to be a, a CEO of the sovereign wealth fund Samruk Kazina, which is a, like a Kazakh analogy of the early stage of the Singaporean Timasek. And uh, recently I was involved uh, by the initiative of the first president of Kazakhstan, Nursultan Nazarbayev, to create regional financial hub, which we called Astana International Financial Center. There you go. And that's what we're here to talk about today, Astana International Financial Center. You're building something truly great in Kazakhstan. Can you tell our listeners a bit more about it and the progress you've made to date? The initial idea actually come from in a broader context of the reforms, economic and social reforms in Kazakhstan, because we are really rich in terms of the different commodities. So the idea of the economic policy in Kazakhstan is a diversification of the economy. And the government was involved, uh, since we've got independence, try to diversify the economy to create non-oil subsectors of the economy. And it was a huge reforms in the fiscal area. We create sovereign wealth funds where we put all the, our extra reserves from the oil and gas sector. But also we recently moved to the new monetary policy, which we called inflation targeting regime. But the missing point was like structural reforms. And structural reforms means to change the structure of the economy, to create new institutions, which would be more focused on the rule of law, more focused on the transparency, more focused on the, let's say, development of the marketplace. And uh, in 2015, the first president, Nazarbayev, actually announced his famous program, 100 Concrete Steps Towards Five Institutional Reforms. Three key ingredients of these reforms is the rule of law, establishment rule of law. Second is uh, good uh, quality of the civil service. And number three, of the diversification of the economy. And among these 100 concrete steps, five concrete steps is actually devoted to create regional financial hub in Central Asia. Central Asia is a big market of 55 million people, which needs really a regional financial hub. And what was revolutionary, the first time among all the post-Soviet Union countries, and still we are the only country, which implement the English common law jurisdiction rules and standards, and we create the special legal and regulatory enclave, which is based on the best practice and best common law, let's say, standards. So the idea was is actually to establish the latest edition financial hub, but because it's latest edition and nowadays we have this upcoming fourth industrial revolution, the idea was to create digital 
financial hub. Yeah. And that's why I think it's good that uh, we have an ecosystem which uh, consists from like uh, two circles. So one is uh, access to the traditional financial institutions like banks. We established new stock exchange with Nasdaq and Shanghai Stock Exchange. We have a uh, own CSD. We have uh, all the uh, necessarily financial institutions, private equity funds. But from the other side, we need a kind of a young energy, new technologies, new, uh, let's say, applications of the big tech companies, new applications of the fintechs. And we need a, a penetration of these two subsystems to each other. So this is actually the idea which we are now building in Astana International Financial Center. And that's actually what we are looking to work with you on. And there's an amazing opportunity in fintech and you have done a lot of work in financial technology. Most of the guests on this podcast read our newsletter every week. So we thought you'd enjoy it too. It's called Brain Food. It comes out every Sunday morning and it's packed with all the things you need to know about financial services and technology. You can subscribe at motivepartners.com. Tell us your vision for AIFC. In the next five to 10 years, where do you hope to be? Yeah, I think the vision is first of all to have a world-class uh, ecosystem. When we mention ecosystem, it's not just like a marketplace which consists like a, from the traditional exchange or the traditional financial institutions or even like a new financial supermarkets uh, with access to the new products of the, of the different companies, but also has uh, always institutions which are balancing each other. For example, we have a dispute resolution authorities like uh, independent court, which is completely independent from the local court system, and we have an international arbitration center. And the retired British judges, uh, last year I explained it, are already working on so we, we now still have uh, the chairman of our court is the legendary Lord Wolf, and all the outstanding judges with outstanding career who are hurus in Cambridge and Oxford are helping us to develop this new dispute resolution authority system. We have our own uh, regulation authorities, which again benchmarking the monetary authorities in Singapore or financial conducting authorities in London, trying to be more tech-friendly, let's say, or new innovation-friendly. Uh, so the idea is in the next five years to be leading regional hub, to be in top let's say 40, 45 positions globally. We're now 51st place. Actually, uh, to be the best place for the IPOs, not only from Kazakhstan, but also from the region of the Central Asia, Caucasus countries and Mongolia, to establish a junior mining platform, but also to be really place which is uh, the most attractive destination for young tech companies in our region. What an answer. And... Just hearing you speak about it and the progress you've made to date, I have no doubt your vision of being in the top 40 is well within reach. That's a great segue, actually. You mentioned that you have partnered with a lot of experts from a range of different industries and from a range of different institutions, and especially so in fintech. What financial products and services do you believe will have the greatest impact on our society in the next few years? So first of all, we are living in the days uh, where... We have a completely coming of the new technologies, which is a change in the perception of how the financial industries should look like. I think that we even don't know what would be the changes because of this uh, rapid development of AI, big data, IoT. So the idea to be in cooperation with the Motive Partners started from the, the first initiative of the co-founders of Motive Partners, Innovate Finance. And in terms of the cooperation between uh, 
UK and Kazakhstan. So we now, after the Brexit sees that the UK will focus on the slogan, Britain goes global. And I think uh, global means not only like physical infrastructure wise, but also digital connectivity wise. And I think for the region, uh, which is in Central Asia, is like a double landlocked region. For us, is a physical connectivity, is a restoring the connectivity, is a restoring the physical connectivity, but also rebuilding the digital connectivity. And I think in the future, the direct response to your question is like any time of the new type of the payment systems, or any type of using blockchain-enabled technologies, but also cross-border payments different, uh, let's say, application of IoT, e-commerce, will play a significant role. And I think that through the emotive partners, we can provide access to our startups companies to provide the solution and application to the biggest uh, financial institutions, like a standard chartered or RBS, for example, or as a way around any kind of the new fintech companies in UK or, let's say, globally-wise, can get access and can be affordable to the people of Kazakhstan. Thank you, Governor. I personally have learned a lot from that answer, so thank you. We're actually live at the moment from the World Economic Forum in Davos. It's been a fantastic two days so far, and I know your schedule has been back-to-back. We struggled to get this in your diary, so thank you for the time. What does AIFC and what do you hope to achieve from this week for Kazakhstan? Yeah, I think Davos is always good, not only for networking, but to understand what is the upcoming trends. So we remember it was uh, like a few years ago, the first announce of the fourth industrial uh, revolution conceptual uh, papers. So uh, the good news for us uh, this year, we want to join and to create affiliate center of the network of the World Economic Forum for fourth industrial revolution affiliated centers. So we recently visited uh, with the Prime Minister of Kazakhstan, the affiliated center in uh, the key center in San Francisco. We we know the experience in other cities like Tokyo. We've been in China and in India in those centers. We want to build hub in order to bring the best uh, practice of using the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution through the government or through the business community and spread it to the industries locally in Kazakhstan, but not only in Kazakhstan, but also for the entire Central Asia region. Also, at the same time, we understand that the climate change agenda is very much important agenda again. So it's a different alert messages this year again. But what we understand is now we have a new model of the global trade. We now move into to the world where the global superpowers are agreed between each other, like recently US, China, or before this US and Canada and, and Mexico. So it's like a new rules of the global trade. But again, what I like to learn from this is, uh, is not like isolation agenda, but this agenda to cooperate, even disagree on something, to agree on the win-win solutions. And these win-win solutions create uh, also room for the emerging markets actually to join this uh, structure of the global trade. And I think that's a great segue into my next question, because you at AIFC host a number of fantastic events, global events within Kazakhstan, and Motive has had the privilege of attending those in the past. Tell us about these events. Give our listeners a bit of background. Which ones do you recommend that they should attend? Yeah, I think uh, it's always good being in a fintech days in London when we have a 
kind of parrot of the always uh, new solutions and new ideas. So this is like a really global brainstorm. So we will love to continue work with uh, Motive Partners in terms of presenting the tech community from Kazakhstan, but also learn from what's going on globally. But uh, I think for us, the most important is a celebration of the fifth anniversary of the idea to create of Astana International Financial Center the first time announced. We actually have an annual uh, meeting, which we call Astana Finance Days, where we would like to bring our partners and to invite uh, our future clients and partners to participate and to learn more about AAFC. Well, we look forward to seeing you all there. I have one more question for you, Governor. I know your time is short. Which geographic region in the world do you think holds the most promise and the most opportunity? And yes, it's okay if you do say Kazakhstan. I do understand if you do. Yeah, but everybody wants to bring their own country like a priority in the agenda for the next three years. But it's really, uh, it's uh, truly uh, fairly to say that the region of Central Asia is uh, very much promising. First of all, we are yet landlocked in terms of the access to the other markets. And it's like a really still huge room for maneuvering in terms of the, for the cooperation of this region to the rest of the world. Number two is that it will be a huge demographic trend. So having now 55 million people, we expect that it will be more than 100 million people up to 2040. So it's a huge changes in demographic trends. And it's mostly a very young population, So which we think that usually the people asking, so what uh, it's uh, labor-wise, I think that the use, we should consider it not liabilities, it's the assets of our region. And this is, would be really important contribution to the development of the global economy. And I mentioned that uh, traditionally it was like ancient Silk Road. We now call it like restoring the Silk Road or it's a different economic restoring programs uh, of this uh, region. So using this uh, popular formula in Davos, I would like to say that uh, what we are dreaming, uh, looking for is uh, we want to bring everybody and let's make uh, Silk Road great again. Let's make Silk Road great again. And I really look forward myself to visiting Kazakhstan. It sounds like the most amazing place for business, for holiday, for everything. So I do hope I have the pleasure of that one day. Governor, thank you for your time. It's been great to learn all about what you are achieving at AIFC and the road ahead. It's going to be a fantastic Silk Road. Thank you very much, Governor. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time. The information contained in this podcast is intended for discussion purposes only. It is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation for the purchase or sale of a security or any services of motor partners. All investing involves risk, and there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are as of the date of recording, reflect the views and opinions of the persons expressing them, and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of motive partners. Motive partners makes no representations or warranties as to the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of any information provided, and undertakes no obligation to update, amend, or clarify the information in the podcast, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise. Any securities, transactions, or holdings discussed may not represent investments made by motive partners. It should not be assumed that securities, transactions, or holdings discussed, if any, were or will be profitable, or that the recommendations or decisions made in the future will be similar, or will equal the performance of the securities, transactions, or holdings discussed herein. This podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are based on beliefs, assumptions, current expectations, estimates, and predictions about the financial industry 
industry, the economy, motive partners or motive partners investments. Nothing in the podcast should be construed or relied upon as investment, legal, accounting, tax or other professional advice or in connection with any offer or sale of securities.